A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware, weather ready teak, and quick dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Good morning, everybody. Thursday, July 13th, 2023. I'm going to ask the same favor that I ask every episode. Actually, that's not true. I haven't asked every episode, but I'm going to ask this episode. Go to your favorite podcast listening app. Click those five stars, even if you're on Spotify, if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you're on Pocket Cast, if you're on CastBox, wherever you're listening to it, make sure you click the five-star rating. And if there is an ability to leave a comment and tell people how much you love this show, Please do it. Don't say the name of the show because we might be rebranding to something a little bit more, um, what's the word, relevant to what we do here. But please do us a favor and continue to leave those nice comments so people know to click on the show, know that they're going to get some good information, and know they're going to have a good time. Now let's go have that good time with today's crypto news. The United States government is moving its Silk Road Bitcoin stash again. In November of 2021, cops took in around... billion in Bitcoin, and people are saying that this could be the stash that they're moving. Since they took that Bitcoin, they've been selling it bit by bit, pun intended. They sold $215 million worth back in March, and at the time they said that they're going to dump another $1.1 billion onto the market. Well, Wednesday, they moved 9,825 Bitcoin worth around $301 million at today's prices. Just because they moved that Bitcoin in two transactions does not mean that they're going to sell it. But if they do, there's going to be a 9,825 Bitcoin from Silk Road on the markets. What is that going to do to the crypto price? Absolutely nothing. But just wanted you to know that that's going to be happening. The debate about Arkham's docs to earn, as we've been talking about all week, because this is hot news and it's honestly a very interesting question. It's really flaring up. And thanks to Tim Hockey over at Decrypt, he laid out a pro and con of this debate. So the pros of this docs to earn scheme is transparency, to have transparency and accountability in the crypto space. To prevent fraud, remember, the CEO said that the only thing that this is for is to find out these rug pulls, these scammers, these fraudsters, to figure out whose wallets they are and and dox them. Like, come on, let's police ourselves. It's good for the next pro is the public good. This makes sure that the community is keeping the users safe. And it's going to give the companies competitive edge if you can actually find the people that are committing crimes. The cons, potential for abuse. Obviously, if you can dox a bad guy, you can also dox a good guy, making it very problematic for them to live their life. There's no regulation around this. 
I mean, who's to say how this is used? Who's to say who uses this? Who's to say what kind of like weird information, corporate espionage kind of wars you could have with just doxing people's information? It'll be like the wild, wild west of information, right? Another kind is not everybody can use this. I mean, you have to stake arm tokens to get the bounty. And so not the average person can do this. But then again, if you're trying to track down and dox people's wallets using on-chain public information, uh, you're probably pretty savvy to stake some tokens. And of course, there's privacy concerns. Privacy concerns about, obviously, the doxing, but privacy concerns about people who are using this system. And I think that the pros and the cons are are both very valid. But here's what I want to ask. I want to ask the most important question. We've been talking about this ever since I've been in the space, since 2017, 2016. The, the space has been talking about, hey, how do we police ourselves? Let's police ourselves so these bad things don't happen. Let's kick these bad actors off the exchange. Let's kick these fraud tokens off the exchanges. Let's try to make a very trustworthy system to grow this tech. And you know what? Nobody's done that yet. And so this is an idea that puts it out there that says, hey, let's go get these bad guys. And then the space is like, nah, we don't want to do it that way. So which way do we want to do it? Are we going to police ourselves? Are we going to wait for regulation? Well, since we haven't been doing that, regulation is coming in. And now the space is saying, oh, well, we don't like that regulation either. So what do you like? The Wild West? Complete liberty to get hacked and frauded and rug pulled by companies? Or do we need to have some kind of policing within the community? It's either the governments are going to police Web3, the crypto space, and everything that's being built. Or we're going to at least figure out the tools to do it ourselves and either help in that discussion. But just not doing anything is not the answer. What do you think? Bookings at todayinweb3.com. Earlier this year, Google, they said that they're exploring changes to its Google Play Store, updating its policies that would give developers a clear guideline on how to add NFTs to their Android games. Now the rules are out and you're able to offer NFTs within these guidelines. Here are some of them. If any in-app products and Android games have corresponding NFTs, developers must make it clear to users. Google will allow NFTs to unlock app content regardless of where users purchase the NFT. Developers will not be allowed to promote or glamorize any crypto or NFT trading activities. NFTs cannot be wagered, and sweepstakes will also not be allowed. Any wagering or betting mechanics will require the developer to meet Google's gambling eligibility requirements. NFTs bought by users should be consumed or used within the game to enhance the user experience, or aid users in advancing the game. And NFTs must not be used to wager stake or exchange in any opportunity to win prizes of real-world monetary value, including other NFTs. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
So you can have NFTs, but you have to be within these guidelines. My question is, is that if you don't have any real world value to this, what's kind of the point? And if you can't take it off and throw it onto an exchange to get real world value, what's the point? And if it's in-game NFTs that say a shield or a sword or a gun or a laser or whatever, and you can't exchange it for some kind of real world value or they can't pay you for it, maybe it's just a swap within the game for game tokens or points that have no real world value. Again, what's the point? I don't know. What do you think? Is this a good move, a bad move, or is it showing that there's really no utility to an NFT if there's no value to the NFT? Or am I completely off base? Bookings at todayinweb3.com. In some FTX Sam Bankman-Fried news, Sam Bankman-Fried and the FTX Group, he paid around $325.5 million in return for the acquisition of Swiss company Digital Assets AG, which would ultimately become FTX Europe. FTX Insiders They pursued this acquisition because they believed that the founders could provide them with access to European regulars that would allow FTX to obtain the necessary licenses for activities in the European economic area. The deal was for more than $376 million, which again, they paid $323.5 million, and $52.5 million is still an obligation remaining. Well, lawyers alleged that FTX Europe leadership received excessive earn-out payments of nearly $100 million. And the crypto exchanges, FTX lawyers have asked the U.S. bankruptcy court in Delaware to award recovery of more than $323.5 million from FTX Europe's leadership. For me, reading the article and reading between the lines, of course, links are in the show notes so you can read it yourself. It looks as though they're trying to figure out why this company was valued so high and why FTX paid so much money for it. And the value that they were getting is nowhere near the $323.5 or $376 million. So they're kind of like, yeah, we need to recover that money. Moving over to India, that was a a jump, right, from uh, FTX Europe to India. Here we go. India's largest private lender, HDFC Bank, said on Thursday that it has signed up over 100,000 customers and 170,000 merchants in its pilot programmers using their new central bank digital currency. So India, here comes your CBDC. Moving into some Ethereum news. Well, Ethereum activity is on the rise, and there's three metrics that we got to look at to show that it has been increasing. Number one is the total lock value of ETH. The amount of ETH that has been deposited in the ETH 2.0 contract has increased 70% since the beginning of this year. Decreases of ETH in the exchanges. The total balance of Ethereum on exchanges had dropped by 32%, the lowest level in five years. And we have an increase of externally controlled accounts topping 100 million for the first time. That's accounts or wallets holding a non-zero amount of Ethereum. This is all positive for Ethereum. Another metric that shows Ethereum is still the top dog. Everybody's pointing to them topping the ESG ranking. And that's environmental, social, and governance aspects. I don't know why this matters, but it does apparently. Number one is Ethereum on that ranking, followed by Solana, Cardano, Binance Coin, Aptos, Polkadot, Dai, Ripple, Bitcoin is at number 20. Surprisingly, Litecoin is at number 32. And in relevant Ethereum news, Polygon is now looking to launch an upgraded token. And Polygon has dubbed this the third generation token after Bitcoin and Ethereum. In terms of function, the new Polygon token will let poll holders become validators within the network, allowing them to validate any number of chains on the network. This is an upgrade from the Matic token, which will be depreciated as part of the move. 
To upgrade from Matic to Paul, you need to send Matic to the Upgrade Smart Contract, which will automatically return the equivalent amount of Paul. Now, this is going to be hard for a lot of users, um, especially if you're holding in like Coinbase, if you're just, you know, a casual user and said, I want to buy some Matic. I want to see if exchanges do these automatic swaps. I'm assuming they will, but there's going to be a long time horizon to do this. Polygon said it's going to allow hodlers around four years or more to complete this process, but this could start within months. I'm assuming Coinbase is going to do this, but please know if you're hodling Matic until Coinbase or the exchange that you're hodling on, if you're just a casual user, know that you might have to do this. So brush up on your technical chops. Let's get into those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. The time is 10.41 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Fear greed indexes at 58 neutral. Again, sideways. And everything else is too. Bitcoin is in at $30,556, down 0.8% in 24. Ethereum's at $1,881, down a half a percent. Tether's number three. Binance is at 246 down a half a percent. USDC is number five. Running off the top 10, we have XRP, Cardano, Doge, Solana, and Litecoin is up 3.4%, crossing the $100 threshold. Remember, the Litecoin halving is coming up. Let me look it up right now. Litecoin halving hits in 19 days, 24 hours, and 57 minutes. That was our show for today. And until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone. <laughs>